Good day, everybody. You got your full spectrum cycling here. A full hour early, even though you don't know. We're not going to post it a full full hour early. Maybe we should just for fun. <laughs> I guess if we do it earlier in the studio, we should post it earlier on the interwebs. Maybe not. Anyway, uh, it's show number two hundred and twelve. Tony, Tony's Tony's back this week. Hi, Tony. Hi. Uh, this is Sven. In uh, currently in the place of J.K. is uh, I don't know. It's not an American girl doll, but it is a doll. Like it's kind of creepy. I am doll parts. Uh, somewhat of the uh, the weekend comes back from Iowa with with Sven here. It's some sort of a porcelain doll on a stand. That so we did an event in Osage, Iowa. Mayday Mayhem. Its name is Anne. It's Anne? Okay. Well, she's got a porcelain puss and a green dress. Only the finest quality craftsmanship and materials have been used in creating, in the creation of this beautiful porcelain doll. Yeah. Anne. I picked her out because she was wearing that nice green outfit, the shiny. Oh, we'll have a picture of Anne on the, uh, just in case. Looking for the Made in China label. Yeah, well, I I don't know. I mean, it's sort of an American girl idea. There was a, so we were at Limestone Brewery in Osage for the headquarters for the event. And outside the back door across the alley was a garage sale. And there was a trunk full of these things that some grandmother probably paid an exorbitant amount of money for. And Spinner went over there and, and brought one back. He said... She thinks they're so creepy. She's not even charging for them. <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh, I'll go over and look at them." They, the the little girl whose they were was there. I'm like, "You got to get something for these, honey." I mean, these are you know these How were probably eight or ten or oh. something. I was like, "Here's a couple bucks for your trouble." Uh, yeah, I don't even. Maybe they weren't even hers. Maybe they're the mom. I have no idea. But right. Right. Uh, most of them ended up in the woods along the trail. Uh, near the Cedar River where we did the event, but uh, Ann, Ann got stuck in the van and didn't didn't make it to the trail. In the van. So she's here in the studio right now. Uh, not the only thing that came back from Iowa, by the way. Guess what else I managed to fit in the van on the way back from Iowa? You have a salon chair. I have two salon chairs. Is one of them mine? No, yours is still in the basement at Shannon's house. Oh, it's, damn it's, it. But, but you know what? Actually... If you if you need one before it gets here, you can have one of these. Good, we'll, we'll end up with three in Milwaukee. Nice. I, uh, I okay. So I I don't know why I think they're so cool. Shuey thinks everybody thinks they're cool, except I've kind of been showing people. I'm like, look what I brought back from my own. They're like, well, why the hell would you do that? Uh, those people don't have any class. Well, here's how it kind of here's how it kind of worked out, and why I still think it's not a bad deal. Uh, we were on our way to Iowa, and. Uh, Dave needed to make a, a stop for a, a product that goes in a pen heaty thing, whatever they call those things. Yeah. I'm like, well, I've got one of those things because I don't really use those things and I've got a new one of those things. So I'll just, I'll sell you that thing. And, uh, oh, okay, well, I'll get that thing from you. And he gives me the money. Happen to be exactly the amount of money that it requires to get those two salon chairs. Bingo. So the way I figure it is I, I, I traded a vape cart for two salon chairs. That's a pretty good deal. Which to me seems like a really good deal. Are they beastly heavy? Uh, no, they're not super heavy. And I will show you the video later because they work. You pull the you pull the the face mask down and the fan starts a spinning. Nice. 
I'm going to guess that anybody that put their head under there probably had curlers in their hair because like, you should see what happens to the hair. Oh, I it's great. Wait. Yeah, it's super funny. I don't know if I can get, I could probably get a video somehow. Maybe I'll host it on YouTube. Do, do you know why we're starting early this week though? Because uh, you said, should we start early this week? Uh, no, it's because when we finish, we're starting a practice lap of the River West 24. Yeah, which starts at our normal start time right. of 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Right. So right. it seemed like a good idea to start early and do the practice lap. Absolutely. I'm not sure what's going to be ready to ride in July. The, they're making major progress on home. They really are. I can't believe how fast they ripped out that pavement. And how fast they're laying the new concrete. I'm I'm actually, yeah, the they're, concrete. they're yeah. doing well. Well, I heard that they have a $3,000 a day fine if they don't get it done by the end of May for the paving part. But... In the grand scheme of things, what's three grand a day on this project? Right. You know, it's right. like a hundred grand a day might make a move a little right. quicker. I don't think they're going slowly. People are complaining about it, but I'm like, I think it's gonna you see quick. how much they laid out like virtually over the weekend. It was, you know, a yeah. good, a good chunk of what still needs to get done. So, uh, while I was gone, they were working. Did it, what, did it rain here? I don't know what happened here. I was in, I was in Osage where it did not rain. It was a great weekend, by the way. Uh, we had rain on Saturday and then it rained a little bit Saturday night going into Sunday. My seat was just a little damp because I took my cargo bike to register for the River West 24. Got there, met my friend Sarah there at six, five, ten 10 minutes to 6 a.m. She was number one this year. She was. Yeah. She was. I would have been number one, but see, I left my cargo bike locked to a pole in the yard, and Daniel found it. So when I went to ride said cargo bike, the chain was no longer on the sprocket. The boy is putting his fingers upon your chain already? Get him a job at the shop here. We need we need cheap labor. You don't you don't need fingers for long to work say, on bikes. You only need someone to break stuff. He's there. <laughs> he can be the chain breaker. Right. The breaker of chains. I think that's kind of a Game of Thrones thing or something. Probably. Yes, uh, registration was entertaining. It was a beautiful day. I got wickedly sunburned. Beer was flowing. Ronald is now working at Black Husky on the weekends. Um, Big Ronald, the power lifter. Oh, okay. Um, so that was fun. Um, lots and lots of people. Number third to show up. I don't know if he even registered, but he showed up and sat with us for an exceedingly long time, and he's never going to listen to this, so it was the rabbi. I saw the rabbi in the picture, the picture of the rabbi. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, I, and I was going to, well, we could probably talk to JK about this. I All of us did a bonus checkpoint last year, so we all had an entrance that was guaranteed, so you'd get in the volunteer line and you get your entry. But. JK went through the pageantry of getting the lottery and doing the dance until he got in at some point. Which he was there. It was near I, the end. I do think that he likes the pageantry. Yeah. I believe. I, he may have known that he could get in as a, as a backup Jeremy plan. Jeremy was staring him down. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. it's, it, this has been going on for several years now. It's, uh, it's not a new thing. We should put in the show notes, too, that Jeremy's turning 50 and having a hell of a party at Falcon Bowl on June 3rd. Falcon Bowl. The Falcon Bowl. Uh, that's not on our schedule. We should put that on there. Yeah. I, he's in town. Last time I saw something, he was in like Brazil or yeah. something yeah. Doing, doing some deal for the, something with the flat, is it still Flat Out Friday? Stuff I think it's doing? still called Flat Out Friday or Mama Tried. It's Mama Tried. Oh yeah, Mama Tried. Okay, well he's kind of working directly for Harley now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did, that did well for him. We got one more thing before we push the button and uh, we got a guest hanging out in the back room there. Um 
I just want to let everybody know that we did like 70 minutes worth of talking in <laughs> in Osage after the May Day Mayhem, and I listened to a good chunk of it before the show today. There's some good stuff in there. It's actually a Chewy's Salon chair. I assume it's going to be two parts because who wants to listen for 70 minutes? I don't want to listen to Chewy for seven seconds. Oh, God, that's great. I'm there's just some, kidding. There's I some love good, to Chewy. It's there's hilarious. Some, there's some good stuff on there so far. So Did he have his roadcaster? So is there a lot of goofy? Yeah. I, I, well, I didn't. I wasn't on the show. I didn't, I had, I'm listening to it for the first time Oh, now. I thought you were part of it. No, I oh. was. Well, I, w- I was on it at the end, but I, I was out there wrangling people to be, have them on the show. So I was in the crowd gathering people up and saying, come on over here and get on the microphone and tell us what you thought of the event. So, nice. so uh, I was, yeah, the Wrangler. All right, I'm pushing the button. Dang it. It's a, it's a green thing now. Thank you very much. Uh, welcome to the Ready Program. Caller, who do we have on the line? Hey, boys, it's Seely Dave. Seely Dave. Seely Dave. Taking time out of his busy day, calling us on the telly ringer. How's it going up there? Good, good. Yeah, I do have the Hungry Bear coming up this Saturday, but I'm pretty dialed on it now. So, um, so I relaxed. I'm not stressing really, but, yeah. um, when did I call you? I called you yeah. on, on Monday, I think, or something. And you were like, sound like, sound like you were like, I got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I go back and forth on this stuff. Um, this is only the second year that I've taken it over and run it entirely by myself. Um, Tim Kruger, the guy that runs Esker cycles, um, started it. He's from this area doesn't live here anymore. And, uh, so I took it over cause he's not around very much anymore. So, um, and by the second year, I, you know, I've run a lot of events. Um, and so this is not my first rodeo, but, uh, I'm sort of supposed to be retired and I wasn't sure I wanted to deal with the nonsense that inevitably happens with any event, whether it's local permitting issues or, you know, um, handholding riders who, <laughs> have all kinds of questions and want changes constantly and stuff. But you know, I'm, I'm sort of coming into it now and I feel like I'm going to give it one more year and keep it going. Cause I, I bought a big bikepacking gear library full of stuff with the profits from it. I might want to expand that next year. Um, the, you know, I got like five tents and five nice sleeping bags and I even bought a pack raft that I'll be able to loan out to people when they want to try, you know, that. So, I don't know if that stuff works out. Maybe I might want to find a got some holes in the gear library I need to fill. So I think I'm going to try running the event one more year, but I got to get through this year first. Right. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> Let's see how it goes Saturday. Let's see how it goes Saturday. Remind me next time. Oh, I mean, the conditions are going to be good. Good. Re- remind me next time you're down, I, I've got those snowshoes for your, your gear library that I haven't been, I didn't give oh, to you yet. Cool. Some youth snowshoes are very yeah. nice little uh, red feather snowshoes. Yeah. Perfect. A little donation perfect. to the, yeah. to the cause. Thanks. Um, thanks. Yeah, thanks. So I know, I mean, the event's tomorrow, being that this is Friday when we get this thing up on right. the air. So probably, <laughs> well, I mean, I people are either there or they're not, but what are you expecting for conditions? It, we, there, you know, it's, we've had really nice, it's 75 degrees. It was close to 80 today. Yeah, it doesn't, and it's and sunny. It doesn't take much of that to dry things out. Our soil conditions up here are, are so sandy um, that the, the gravel roads are all going to be in, in really good condition, very firm. Even if it rains that day, it won't be too bad. So, so, and I, I hate to say what, you know, even look at what the forecast is for Saturday. Um, today, actual recording time is Wednesday, right? So, um, cause it 
changes from hour to hour. So, yeah. Um, but I'm not worried about it. It's going to be good for everybody that shows up. Yeah. Well, um, even if we get a little bit of rain, it won't be bad. Yeah. I mean, having, having instant weather on your phone can be a, a blessing and a curse. It's like, we, we, <laughs> right. we, so we had been planning to go to this thing in Osage, Iowa for a couple of months now. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, if it's going to be crappy, I'm not going. And then I'm like, you know what? It, if it, it if I don't go, it's going to be good. If I go mm-hmm. and it's crappy, I'll still have fun. Right. So, you know, it's like I'm going. I don't really care what the weather is like. It's, we'll we'll deal with it when we get there. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Right. And it turned and, and it turned out to be a, the same. Yeah. Well, it turned out to be a fantastic event. Um. So I I think. Yeah, I'm people, looking for. I I was listening in as I waited in the green room. Uh. Uh. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing Chewy's. Um, version when he gets it up yeah well we did it we did the show inside the brewery by all the axe stores but I, i'm we actually got it to sound pretty decent which was you know it's kind of a challenge when you're in a, in a live venue like that it's echoey and lots of stuff's going on and sure I, I think i figured out how to do that um basically uh instead of doing it at like studio volume levels on everything you just pull everything way back so and then you're close enough to the mic that it actually comes through pretty good so I'm I'm kind of happy with how it turned out for the lack of. Are well, you able to do most of that just in the in the roadcaster, or is there a bunch still a bunch of adjustments? Like uh, no, I the, I I did a an audacity. No, I'm I'm still not into doing any kind of post production. Um, I did run the uh, the noise processor. I take I take a quiet spot as quiet as there is in the signal. And if there's a little noise in there, get a noise print, take that out of the whole thing, and then say, that's as good as it's going to get. But, uh, yeah, surprisingly no. good. That He has the new um, he has the new Roadcaster 2. I don't think it's really any better or worse than the original for doing that stuff, but it's got way more capabilities. And I think you can get yourself lost in the thing if you make it more complicated than you need sure. to. So, yeah. But, yeah, so it turned out great for that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we could go down a whole rabbit hole about roadcasters and audio and stuff, but, uh, you know, yeah. we, we can stick to bike stuff a little bit more. Right. Well, maybe we yeah, should, maybe know, we so should do I, a whole podcast just on that stuff. <laughs> Nothing to do with bikes. We're talking because, you know, everybody's been learning as they go and it'd be like, well, here's what we've learned so far. Um, yeah. Yeah. So no bikes are good. Um, Let's talk bikes. But no, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I call it, you know, not it's Friday when this podcast is, people are listening if they're uh, when it when you publish it so you know i mean it's probably already too late for people maybe they're listening on their way to Sealy to ride the hungry bear but i mostly called because i i saw today that um richard schwinn announced uh that they were no longer taking orders for gunners and waterford bikes and waterford precision cycles is going to close or be sold. Wow. As he is, as he is retiring. That's a, that's, um, that's quite a, that's quite an announcement there. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. Right. Um, and for your listeners who don't aren't regular listeners, I, I worked I built for Waterford for a while. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, and it's the old, and your listeners that don't know Waterford, it's owned by Richard Schwinn of the Schwinn family. And it's in the old Schwinn Paramount factory where the Schwinn Paramounts, the famous U.S.-made racing frames, were made, um, which is located in Waterford, Wisconsin, hence the name Waterford for their 
lug, fancy lug steel bikes. And then they also make gunners named after Richard's dog, Gunner. Um, G-U-N-N. Is it A- E-R or A-R? A-R. A-R. Yeah, A-R, I believe. Yeah, I think so. A-R. Um, named after his dog, Gunner. And those are their very nice TIG welded steel frames. Have, um, you, ever, have you ever told so, me? Have I ever told you my gunner story? No. So I, my dentist retired, and his daughter and I are good friends, and she sent me an email saying or texting, do you know someone that needs a little bike? I'm like, I can always find a home for a little bike. I have little people. So I said, sure. she said, all I know is that, that his sister has ridden this across Italy a number of times. So I'm thinking, oh, cool. It's going to be a neat Italian road bike. And she sends me pictures of it, and I'm like, this is a gunner. And she's like, I don't have any idea what that is. I'm like, this is a Wisconsin. This is a handmade Wisconsin bike. So I'm like, what do you got to get for it? She's like, you can have it. It's a 3 by 10 full campy. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, wow, this is a really small frame. What size frame is it? Well, that's the funny part. As I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is tiny. This is weird. And I, like, look at the front wheel, and it's only 24 inches. And I'm like, this is mm-hmm. really bizarre. Yeah. So I decide I'm going to email Gunner with the serial number and just say, hey, this person is is dying. That's why they're giving this bike away. I don't want you to give me, I don't want you to share any information that you can't, but here's the serial number. What can you tell me? Like three days later, I get an email from Richard Swin saying, really sorry to hear about so-and-so. Uh, this is a very special bike. You'll notice it's got a 650B rear and a 24 front. And I'm like, wait, what? And I look at it, and sure enough, the bike wheels are a different size. It is, I don't know what the frame size is. It's absolutely tiny. But he sent me the invoice. She had it sent to Madison to get built. Um, It is, I wrote it very briefly since it's so small, but whoa, is it a nice piece of steel. And now it's residing in my basement. Yeah, the gunners, I mean, you know, I'm an old, school guy so i i do have a i still really like lugs and all the cool things you can do with lugs but the gunners are are very very nice nice bikes and 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 um going to any custom bike made by waterford you're getting all those years of history and knowledge of of um frame building built in so i'm sure that that bike was hand sized by somebody and hence the weird front wheel for a yeah a small yeah it was custom you know definitely who, custom measured yeah. the whole ball right yeah yeah so yeah. you cool. so you're cool. saying that but yeah it's pretty sad huh i don't know yeah for it's sure bad I, to me i hope somebody buys it so um, so anna's not going to so, step up and get into the family biz well you know it's more like um uh Tucker, right? Because Tucker's there. His son Tucker is there, and he's like he had a polo a, a polo bike company. They were making custom polo bikes for a while. Hmm. Tucker's oh, nice. into bike polos, um, right so he works there. But maybe he. I, I haven't been in touch for a while, so I'm just like Facebook friends with him. And I'm barely on. Maybe that, uh, so. I I'm not really. Maybe that's maybe the new headquarters on of Ellis. He doesn't want to no? take over. Yeah, maybe Dave Wages will move in there. <laughs> well, he's taking he's taking water for yeah, a step further. He knows sure. how to Dave get there. I there at the same time. <laughs> yeah, Dave and I worked there at the same time. I start. He had already been there for a while, so he was already uh you know full on. He and he had come from um uh, uh 
why am I blanking on, on the name, you know, out East, uh, uh, Serata. He had already come from Serata to work for Waterford. And, uh, so he was already a very well-established, highly skilled frame builder. When I started working there and I started TIG welding, you know, caps on the ends of uh, standard BMX chain stays. That's where they started yeah. me. You gotta start um, somewhere. I did end up moving into the brazing department, but but yeah, Dave was uh was there at the same time as me. So that's kinda yeah, that's where he and I met. All right. So we have Schwinn uh, yeah, we have we, we have Schwinn stories here. I got an Anna Schwinn story for you. Um I this is oh, I mean yeah, I, so okay, I listeners yeah well it's a good story though I mean it 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 it, okay, it good. it's from a long time ago so it's good um, <laughs> she's a firebrand so yes oh absolutely for sure <laughs> oh yeah she's been coming to Milwaukee for years to do stuff but and I kind of knew Richard before but um, I was selling a and she's next door neighbor with Tim she's next door neighbor to Tim Kruger um, the guy from Esker in in Minneapolis the nice. guy who runs Esker Cycles awesome now. yeah. Well, at, at some point in the distant past, I don't remember when it was, probably very early 2000s, maybe. Um, I could go back and figure it out exactly, because when you hear the story, you'll know why. Um, so I'm selling my 95 VW uh, Jetta. You know, you know, I'd had it for a while. It's a great car. Mm-hmm. I used it to run around the country and sell bike parts out of and stuff. And so it had some miles on it. And uh, a lady calls me on the phone and says, uh, is that still for sale? I'm like, Yeah. And, um, oh, I come and look at it, this and that. So, so she comes and I'm like, and so do her parents. And I'm like, this looks like Richard to me. I'm like, what's going on here? And he's like, oh, this is my daughter, Anna. <laughs> and she needs a car for college. So she was, you know, 18 probably. And, uh, they ended up buying my Jetta and it was her college car wherever she went to college. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's like, That's funny. you know, kind of small world small stuff, but I, I didn't, world. I hadn't really known her then. I didn't really know her much until after college. So just kind of weird, yeah. you know, weird, uh, vortexy stuff. Small walkie. Yeah, small for, walkie for sure. Actually, right? yeah. along, along the lines with that too, is that she was, so we, when we had the bike shop on Locust, um, Older Hispanic guy would come in once in a while with a really badass vintage Schwinn. And he apparently took his, uh, it might have been a Black Phantom, to the tour to Dairyland. And this woman came up and started talking to him. And he's explaining everything to him. And he's like, one of the, another person was kind of laughing. He's like, you don't have any idea who this is, do you? <laughs> so she signed it for him. Oh, nice. <laughs> She's a celebrity. Right oh, on. very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, sure. I, I hope somebody well, keeps know, it going. Um, I mean, that would be shame, nice. Though, because that that factory is full of history and everything from, you know, the specialized machines that they have for cutting tubing and, and the, the same fixture that that modern Waterfords are built are is the same fixture that that, um, you know, vintage Paramounts were built on and. So there's just so much, so much bicycle history there. Um, if if it if it goes away, I, God, I just pray that that stuff doesn't just get like scrapped somewhere or something. Uh, so I mean, it happened I mean, to, when Teasdale passed; I, all his stuff went away, and he had some really wacky stuff. It was you know Rube Goldbergy compared to what's actually in a production place like uh, like like Waterford, but, uh, yeah, you don't want to see it go. Yeah, away, I huh? mean, Waterford's got some, Waterford's got some machines because there was a time when building bicycles was actually a big manufacturing thing in the United States. And Waterford has some machines that were specifically designed to miter tubing, 
you know, things like that. Um, so the, plus the custom fixtures that they had made over the years for building paramounts and things. So I certainly hope somebody, if, if somebody doesn't buy the company Waterford, which seems unlikely, right. Um, I hope somebody that builds bikes in the U S buys fixtures and machines and, and they sort of live on and continue to make gorgeous frames for people because the machines aren't worn out. I mean, you know, those big heavy duty machines will last forever. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, ring the bell mostly because we're at the top of the hill and, and we're almost at the end of the show. And uh, uh, Dave, are you, uh, are you at the top of yeah. the hill? I am. I am at the top of the hill. What What have you got going in the I, uh, in that area? I've, nothing. Nothing too fancy. I might want sort of like the go to uh, IPA up here. I've got an Earthrider, um, Earthrider IPA. It's their Caribou Lake IPA. It's like seven point four percent or something. Very very drinkable though. Um, and uh, it's either this or like a Big Brook or something from from the Hayward brewery that, um, from angry minnow that it's one of these two that I've reached for most often. So what do you guys got in the well, shop? I think we just kind of grabbed what was in the fridge today. Cause we started yeah. early and, and, uh, I've got the, uh, a three Floyd's barbarian haze, India pale ale, which is super tasty. 6.6.5. Oh. Not too, not too hoppy. It, it's the IBUs yeah. are 42. So it's not like, you know, rip your face off bitter or anything weird. I'm right. having a Surly Furious, which, yeah, 6.7. Oh. Furious is a good mm, I'm not sure. They don't generally put their IBUs, do they? Uh, I don't know. It does not have one. Um, here's one more question, Dave, before we uh, wrap the show up. I we, I, I don't know if we talked last time. We were on the phone or time before, but you had mentioned that there was some change up there at the sawmill. I'm just kind of wondering if there's any news on what's happening. Haven't, nothing, no more news yet. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll let you know, but, um, you know, fingers crossed it still happens and, and I'll, I'll certainly let everybody know. Oh, okay. Uh, one more thing, just because, uh, we still got a couple minutes to kill. Um, I think I related to you that my son due to, uh, being a senior in high school and work and being an Eagle Scout and doing all that crap is he's, he decided that he didn't want to do NICA this year. Um, he didn't want right. to more, more importantly, really though, he didn't want to, we didn't want to compete. He doesn't really want to race. He's like, oh, I still like mountain biking. I just don't want to race anymore. I don't want the, I don't want the, you know, the pressure of that. I don't want the having to be at practice every couple of three times a week. And he's like, I want to ride my bike, but I just don't want to do that. I'm like, that's cool. I'm not going to, I mean, I, I came to that realization at 35 years old. So if he's doing it at 17, I think he's pretty smart, <laughs> but, um, what, one right. thing, one thing it brought it's up called to evolution. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's smarter than his dad. That's a good thing. Um, one thing that it brought up to me though, was, uh, you know, coming up there and doing some bikepacking trips with him and, uh, just that getting, getting folks his age or a, a little younger or a little older kind of into doing a couple day trips up that way. And, uh, I think that would be a real valuable, uh, addition to, uh, just, you know, showing the area and getting people involved and being outside. And, you know, yeah. as, as a, as a boy scout, he's camped a ton 
Um, we were we have to go over his career of being a Boy Scout because there's a National Outdoor Achievement Award for Boy Scouts, and he's already earned it for cycling because he rides 600 miles a year or something, and it's way more than right. you need to do this. But the camping side is also pretty rigorous. And uh, just, you know, I think, I don't know, maybe there's like a, there's like a, well, you a, know, a youth NICA, weekend. The whole, yeah, the whole NICA um, thing has grown a segment of camping in the, you know, cycling world that didn't used to exist before NICA. If, uh, yeah, I mean, and you don't all, they don't all, although lots of them do, have like, you know, the sprinter vans and the solo stoves and all that sort of stuff. But the, my point is, is that um, the idea of, of stepping from mountain bike racing into bikepacking, I think, is now a real natural step for a larger segment of the cycling population than existed forever, probably, before NICA. I think NICA, in addition to getting so many more kids interested in bikes in general has also gotten more kids interested in being outdoors and camping and stuff. Yeah. Cause it's they all go to these true. races and camp, you know? <laughs> um, um, yeah. I, so I can't, but I mean, last year when we were up there for the, the, I think it was the first NICA event in cable and it will be the season opener again this year. There were a ton of people camping and, you know, we decided, right. we decided to do an Airbnb thing up there, which by the way, that thing wasn't that thing wasn't up for five minutes before one of our other uh, team moms snapped up the uh, start line in. So it's <laughs> good. yeah, she good. was like, "I procrastinated. It's good. four months before. I can't believe I I didn't." I'm like, "It's four months before, yeah." And, and you're already behind the ball right. on an Airbnb. But anyway, so right, yeah. So it it it, it it's already like minutes later. It's already well re, redone. It, 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 yeah. So if any of uh, your listeners, or even if you want to share this with any of your, um, your NICA family, you know, the club folks that, um, that your son rides with, um, I have this gear library, you know, I have five, $600 bikepacking tents and five, you know, $200, you know, lightweight, you know, um, quilts and five air mattresses and bags to put it all on pretty much any bike. And anybody that wants to come up here and give it a try, all they got to do is reach out to me and I'll just let them borrow it. You got to start a, you got to start a little nonprofit up there. Dave's Dave's camping or, you know, something. (laughs) Well, I got the life above eight LLC just because I own that race now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, there you go. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I, I'm not even for, you know, people ask me, well, Oh, do I have to put a deposit down? I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I don't think I don't want to, how's that? How, I'm not sure how I do that. I'm like, how about I just meet you and we shake hands and I hope you bring it back. <laughs> so would, would you be, or are there people up there besides yourself that would be uh, available to guide somewhat on these kind of things too? You know, that doesn't exist a lot. Um, and, uh, I mean, there are people up here that know all this stuff, but, um, there, there isn't like, like, uh, any sort of formal guided thing. And I, I've been, you know, I do that, run that tour to Schwamigan, which is an, uh, sort of a glamping introduction to bikepacking 
that Wheel and Sprocket now owns, and I still manage that. And we're talking about doing like a dumbed down version of that, not necessarily dumbed down, but like cheaper, um, uh, less hands-on. So maybe people are expected to bring more of their own food, camping stuff and things like that. We aren't going to cook, get meals catered for you and things. Um, so it'd be cheaper. And we're even thinking about doing it where you set up camp once and then we just do two day ride loops uh, that day. So we're talking about doing something less expensive, um, as an intro, but also a little less support. Um, so people just sort of have to do their own thing a little bit more, but, yeah, um, sounds maybe we provide the routes and emergency mechanical support, but you bring your own bike packing meals and everything else. And, you know, maybe we have beer at the end. We do that too. How about that? <laughs> we'll bring beer. Yeah, we'll bring beer and we'll fix your bike if you break down and we've got the route styled in and the so it's instead of like 500 bucks where we've got a catered catered meals and everything else um and five ride guides and everything we just bring a couple of ride guides and pick a place give everybody the routes and have a party at the end and it's only 150 bucks or something. So yeah. Or sounds good. Bucks. We got to talk about that. I think there's definitely a, a niche in the, not that if this I is, agree. not that this is about making money either. It's more about getting people out there, but no, whatever, yeah. it's about, no, it's about promoting, you know, getting people into it and showing them how fun it is. Yeah, for sure. Sweet. So making it a little bit more accessible. You know, there's the Midwest Bikepacking summit that's coming up in Wausau and that's like cost next to nothing to enter um to go to uh that's in september i think september 7th i want to say um and they have three different rides um so we should talk about that more on a future podcast when i yeah can, for like, sure i'm, I'm putting a couple I'm, of notes in front I'm, of me but i'm putting some notes down just to remember to talk about it all right dave well thanks <laughs> th thanks for calling in and uh okay guys hope the hungry go bear goes well laps. and yeah we're gonna go do some practice laps all right. All right. Um, give my love to River West. <laughs> yeah. Talk to you Thank soon. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Adios, Dave Slabowski, everybody. You know, I this Waterford thing's got me like, what's up with that? I'm just wondering. That's nuts, man. Well, what's what? something what? else came up recently about something going away that had a long history, and I'm like, oh, fucking Kitspo. Yeah, know, it's right. Like, really? It would have cost a million bucks to keep that going. There's not some billionaire out there that is into biking a little and loves really well-made clothing that's made in the United States that couldn't say, I'll, I've will i got that. Yeah, let I me really help you out. I, I need a hobby business. Let me help you out, and I'll probably make money in the end yeah, anyway. Yeah, right? You guys do what you do. We'll make it the best we can make it. It'll be the best yeah. in the world. Here's some money. Make that happen. Right. Right? Come on. It's just it's ridiculous to me that after all the time those guys spent – um, building a business and specifically in the end, keeping it in the United States, building a community in North Carolina to make this stuff and you can't figure out how keep to make, keep it going. That's just, it's insane. That's sad. Uh, if I had a million dollars, I would have done that. If I had a million dollars, I'd buy Waterford. If I had a million dollars, I'd do a lot of stuff to lose money. There's a I, song that says if I had a million dollars, some I, son it's of it's a like bitch a, would it's, die. It's not a Pat McCurdy song, is it? I don't know. I know this. I know the song, and it's some local guy, and I just I can't think of what it is. But well, we got to go ride. We got to go. Launch. We got to go ride some laps.
We do. We're going to do that. All right, everybody. We're going to ride a lap or two of the uh, River West 24 course. We'll let you know how it is. It's, it's, yeah, we know where we're going, but come by Wednesdays at seven. I think we may make this a regular yeah. r- early start thing for a few weeks yeah. anyway. So, yeah. I think uh, so. seven P where are we, where does it start? Start finish line. Oh, P- right on. Okay. Pearson well, that, booth. That makes or, sense. Excuse me. Pearson center. Pearson center street. They're in River West, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Five, three, two, one, two. Yeah, ten four one nine over. Meow. <laughs>